Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. My aim is to, is to encourage you today. By the time I'm finished with what the Lord put on my heart to share with you. And I pray that you will be encouraged. I'm going to begin by asking a series of questions. And then I will go through and answer those questions for you. But the, um, the foundational scriptures that we will study and meditate today are found in Psalm 27, verse 13. If you can open your Bibles to those two openings, Psalm 27, verse 13. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Psalm 27, 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. This message was birthed in my heart yesterday morning as I thought about ministering here today when I started to meditate particularly on Psalms 27 and verse 13. And this is what the psalmist said. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Here are the questions that I want to put to all of us, including myself. How do we keep our hearts from being overwhelmed with discouragement, overwhelmed with hopelessness, with worry, and with fear, which seems to be coming at us from every direction these days? How do we keep our hearts from being overwhelmed with these negative emotions? Here's another question. How can we keep our joy and our peace in the midst of the various tests and trials that we face from day to day as we endeavor to serve the Lord and to take care of our families? How do we keep that peace and that joy that the Lord Jesus paid with his own precious blood so that we may live in it? How do we keep our soul from being cast down? Remember in, in the book of Psalms, I think it was David who talks to his soul and he says to the soul or asks the question, why are you cast down my soul? And there are times that negative emotions rise up 
pressing against our soul to uh, to cast it down from the high position that the Lord Jesus has placed us in. How do we keep our soul from being cast down with sadness, with sorrow, and the negative emotions that so often seem to rise up from our soul or from our flesh, or even from the surroundings uh, that, that are going on around us? Here are the questions that I want to answer according to the Word of God today, and I pray that what the Lord has given to me to share with you will encourage and strengthen your heart. Here's another question. You had a fight with discouragement lately? Anyone? <laughs> you had a bout with the spirit of fear? Who won? That's <laughs> a good question, isn't it? Oh, dear. Have you tackled the spirit of depression lately? You don't have to answer that. What about alarming symptoms in your body of sickness, disease? You had any of those recently? How did it make you feel? What are the thoughts that keep coming into your mind? Are you winning? Are you overcoming? Or are you allowing yourself to be carried about with all of these negative emotions? How do we, how do we really resist those things that so often come against us? And so in our study today, I want to answer all of these questions and show you in a practical way how to overcome by using the Word of God and a quality decision to believe God's almighty Word. In fact, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go one, one step further and demonstrate to you and show you practically how I encourage and how I strengthen myself in the Lord when I am faced with such in the hope you will also learn to do the same in your own private time, in when, especially when there's no one around to encourage you. We have to come to the place, I believe, as disciples of the Lord, that we learn how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Because, as I said, we may find ourselves isolated, no one is around, or no one knows what we really go through in times such as these. And I've experienced this. It is so easy to give in to discouragement. It is so easy to give in to depression, to fear, and to worry, and allow it to carry us rather than standing up and resisting it. And it is so easy at times to give in to despair when you are surrounded by, um, by overwhelming odds or tests or trials that uh, seem to, to come so often at us. Or when you are betrayed by a trusted friend, how do you deal with that? How do you overcome 
the pain of betrayal, the hurt, and all of the things that we seem to be facing from day to day. And the psalmist has taught me how to do this. The psalmist in the above verse we read shows us how not to give in to such things, but to encourage ourselves and to encourage and strengthen our hearts in the Lord when we face such trials. Listen to what the psalmist said. I would have lost heart unless I had believed. I would have lost heart or I would have stumbled unless I had believed. What does it mean to lose heart? Think about it. It means that you lost the spirit to fight on. That's what it means for me. It means you have given in to discouragement. You have given in to despair. You have given in to hopelessness and surrendered yourself to the enemies of your soul. That's what it means. I have lost heart. I have stumbled. I have been overcome. And it also means you lost the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. When, when you lose heart or the willingness to, to stand and to resist and to fight and to wrestle with the enemy, then what it means is you have lost your joy, you have lost your strength. Amen? You lost the will to dream the dreams of God for your life and yielded yourself over to doubt and unbelief. And as a result, you are experiencing uh, the kind of overwhelming in the natural. Believe me when I say that I know very well those emotions that can topple us. The word of God says in Psalm 62 and verse 4, the Lord showed me this long ago when I was facing one of those uh, critical seasons in my ministry. But the word of the Lord says that our enemies only consult with each other to topple us from our high position in Christ. That's what they do all day. They scheme. They consult together. How can we drag him down from the high position of authority and, and strength that the, that the Lord Jesus has given us just to pull us down within our soul, to lose the will to fight, to lose the will to dream, to lose the will even to live. But I also know how to resist them. In the Lord and by the word of God and the anointing of the Spirit, I can turn and you can turn the tables against your enemy if you will follow his instructions. And this is how I do it. I'm going to show you how I do it. Because sometimes we preachers take for granted 
that people know. But they don't. Not all of us. Psalm 27, 13, again, the psalmist said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You see, his belief in the face of these enemies rescued him and preserved him from all of the above. What did he believe? What did he believe? Well, the scripture says he believed that he would see the goodness and the kindness of the Lord in his life. That's what he believed. He believed in the goodness of the Lord. He believed that he would see the grace and the mercy of the Lord. He believed in the love of his God, and that belief kept his heart from being overwhelmed with discouragement. That's the key. Are you getting it? Not only did he believe those things, but he also stated what he believed out loud. That's why the title of this training is called State Your Belief, Encourage Your Heart. State Your Belief, Encourage Your Heart. That's what the Spirit told me when I meditated on Psalm 27, 13. We have to state what we believe. We have to say what we believe. And remember, believing is a choice. Faith is a choice. Fear is a choice. We can choose to give in to those negative emotions, or we can choose to believe the promises of God. It's our choice. Amen? Faith is not a feeling. It is a choice. I choose to believe the promises of God. I choose to believe in the goodness of the Lord. I choose to believe in the love of God. No matter what happens, no matter how I feel, no matter what I see, I stand strong in my convictions. And I am fully persuaded that what he had promised, he is also able to perform. I'm not weak in faith. And because of that, I do not consider my own body or what I see or what I feel. The Bible says that Abraham, not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body. He didn't consider his own feelings. He didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He considered nothing in the natural except one thing, the promise of God. The Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he's able also to perform. To be strong in faith means you give glory and praise to God regardless of how you feel or what the situation looks like. In the midst of the trial, you lift your hands and you state your belief. Lord, I believe. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4.13, the second portion of scripture that we read, since we have the same spirit of faith, do you know that you have the spirit of faith? You're not going to get it. You have it. It's in you. 
It needs to be energized. It needs to be awakened. It needs to be revived by the words of your mouth. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. What happens when you believe? What you believe, it's going to come out your mouth sooner or later. The word says, we also believe. And because we believe, what do we do? We speak. This is the launching pad of the missiles of God. Your mouth. Our belief must be released with our mouth if it's to do any good to us. The scripture says that we speak what we believe. Is that right? The spoken word of God, listen to this, becomes the sword of the Spirit that renders our enemies of none effect. It pierces through the devices, the evil imaginations, the strongholds, by casting them down from the high places. Isn't it Paul who said in Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood? but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places? Did he say that? Our enemies are not made of flesh and blood. They're spiritual. And you cannot wrestle with them, and you cannot fight with them with natural physical weapons, because they're not physical beings. They're spiritual beings. And the only weapon that we have that is offensive is the word of the living God, the spoken word of God. It's the sword of the Spirit. Amen? Let me demonstrate to you how, when I am faced with these overwhelming situations, and don't think I don't, I don't live in a hole. I live in a world that you live in. And here, let me demonstrate, let me show you. I lift up my hands and I make a decree and I continue with my declaration until I sense the bubbling of the Spirit rising up within me and strengthening my inner man, renewing my mind. And so I decree, Lord Jesus, I state and declare my belief in you and in your loving kindness. I believe in your goodness and I believe in your love for me. I believe in your divine protection from all evil. And I decree and declare that no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling, because I believe you have given your angels charge over me and my family to keep us and protect us from all evil. I state what I believe. I shouted out what I believe. I do not whisper it. I speak it out loud because I want the devil to hear it as well. I believe that your word is true. You are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. What you said you will do and what you promised you will perform it on my behalf. I believe that because I'm born of your spirit, I have overcome the world because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I believe that. I believe that Jesus himself bore my sicknesses and he carried my diseases. 
according to Matthew 8:17. And by his stripes, I believe that I was healed, according to 1 Peter 2:24. I believe that according to your word in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, that my God is able to make all grace abound toward me, that I always, having all sufficiency in all things, I abound to every good work. And I believe in your divine favor upon my life because I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. And I can go on and on stating what I believe. And by the time I'm finished, I sense the strength of God rising up within my spirit. And the joy of the Lord returns, and the peace of God returns. And I'm ready, and I say to the devil, devil, take your best shot, and when you're finished, I'm still standing. You are a defeated foe. Amen. And unless, listen to me, unless we learn how to fight this good fight of faith, the enemies of our soul will continue to have the upper hand. He will press your button and you will go down. He will blow a little bit and you will stumble if you have no resistance within your spirit. And we will be up one day, down the next, and be left at the mercy of our emotions, of our feelings, and of our circumstances. You've got to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. Whether you like it or not, the day you have accepted the Lord Jesus in your heart, in your life, you confessed him as Lord, you entered the war. You entered the battlefield. And every single day, it's a battle. And the enemy will come at you, especially if you're doing something worthwhile for the kingdom. He will oppose you. He will try to frustrate you. He will put symptoms on you. What are you going to do? Are you going to lie down and play dead? Or are you going to stand up and fight for what you believe? If we're not willing to fight for what we believe, then our faith is not worth anything. And David knew, if you look at the scriptures, how to encourage himself in the Lord when overwhelming odds were against him. And the Bible records such an incident, remember? When the enemies came, they kidnapped his, their wives, his wife, his children, the wives of the men that were with him, the children, the possessions, and they came back to the camp and they found nothing. They're gone. And the Bible says that even his men wanted to stone him. <laughs> I don't think he faced such a crisis ever before. There was his men, they were ready to stone him to death. But look what the scripture says. In 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6, I encourage you to read the incident or the episode yourself. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. 
when he was in such great distress. Can you imagine coming back, not finding your wife, your children, the wives of, your, of, of the people who are with you, who follow you, and everything is gone in one day? But David knew where to go. And that's what we must learn. We must know where to go in time of crisis. Vain is the help of man, but God will never disappoint you. And when David strengthened himself in the Lord, he began to inquire, what shall I do, Lord? Shall I go after them? And the Lord said, go, you will recover all. And David went and recovered everything that was stolen. But what if he had given in to distress? What if he had given in to self-pity? What if he had given in to to uh, to this overwhelming uh, situation that was surrounding him. He wouldn't have recovered anything. And here's the lesson. We must also learn how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Because as I said, there are times when there's no one around us to strengthen or encourage us. We must learn to do it through the Word of God. Let me ask you this question. How do you deal with such situations? How do you resist such temptations? Not to give in to despair and discouragement. How do you do it? Well, I know how most Christians do it. And this is how they do it. They cry out to God to take away these circumstances. Lord, help! <laughs> Just like Paul did. He said three times... I besought the Lord. I begged him to take away this thorn in my flesh. And what did God say to him? Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Is that what we do? Do we cry out to God and ask him to take the devil off of our back? Do we cry out to God and say, Lord, take me out of this situation. I can't take this anymore. This pressure, Lord, is just killing me. Please. It's a waste of time to do that. God is not going to change the situation. You are going to change it. You and I are going to change it with what God has given us. Remember someone else. These are mighty men of God. These have walked with God. And it took them some time to learn this valuable lesson. Moses, here he is, in front of him the seas threatening to drown them, him and all of the people of, of Israel. Behind him is Pharaoh that is threatening to wipe them out. And here he cries out, Lord, they're going to stone me. And God, you remember what God said to him? Why are you crying to me? What is that you got in your hand? Use it. And he learned. And God wants us to learn the same thing. What are you crying to me for? I've given you my word. I've given you my name. I've given you my spirit. I've given you my grace. What more can I give you? I don't have anything more. Take what I've given you and use it. 
take the authority that I've given you, stand up and fight the good fight of faith. I'm not going to chase the devil on your behalf. You are going to chase him. You are going to resist him. You are going to wrestle with him. And you are going to overcome because I have overcome in your place. And you're fighting a defeated foe. You need to enforce my victory against your enemies. I'm not going to do anything more. The responsibility is on you to rise up to take what I've given you, my word, my promise, my name, my spirit, and resist and fight, and you will overcome. Amen? You can read it for yourself. Here it is, Exodus chapter 14. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and go forward. Amen? And the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea. That's what God was saying to Moses, the same thing that he said to Paul. God was pointing to them what he has already given them. Use it. Exercise your faith. Take what I've given you and overcome. Amen? And so here we are. Is there anything that the Lord has withheld from us that we need to overcome? No. He's given us his love, his word, his name, his spirit, his grace. What it means is that we rise up, we fight the good fight of faith until final victory. And sometimes the devil fights longer and he fights harder. I must give him this credit. He's a persistent little guy. And he's little. He's not big. He's a defeated foe. Amen? So, here we are. What it means is that we rise up and we learn how to fight the fight of faith. David said in the book of Psalms, because his fights and his battles were very different from ours. His was natural enemies. And he says to God in the book of Psalms, I thank you, Lord, that you have taught my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Remember that? Remember his prayer? And God can teach you how to fight if you're willing. And I believe the cry of God's spirit today, the cry of God's heart to his people, is to rise up, to awake, and to overcome. Isaiah 51 verse 9. Awake, awake, and put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake, as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Let me ask you a question. Who is the arm of the Lord that Isaiah calls to arise? Who? Anyone? Who is the arm of the Lord that is calling here? Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Does anyone know? The arm of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ, and he lives in you and in me. 
is calling Christ in us. Arm of the Lord, arise and put on strength. Wake up. It's not time to fall asleep now. The arm of the Lord is none other than Christ in us, the hope of glory. Paul says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. We are the body of Christ. And Isaiah cries again in Isaiah 52, verse 1 and 2. Listen to what he says. Awake, awake, put on strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise, sit down, loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. You see, God is speaking through Isaiah, calling us to awake, to shake ourselves, to loose ourselves from our chains. It doesn't say that God will loose you from your chains. He says you loose yourself from your chains. Does it say that? It doesn't say he's going to loose us. You see, God puts the responsibility on us to do the awakening, the arising, the loosening, and the shaking by taking what God has given us and putting it to use. Amen? Do you agree with that statement? Over and over again in the Gospels, and I'm sure you are familiar with the Gospels, Jesus commends the recipients of his miracles by saying over and over again, your faith has saved you. Go your way. And as you have believed, let it be done unto you. According to your faith, let it be done unto you. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Have you read that? You see, Jesus gave us the law of faith. And faith determines what we receive from God and how we receive it. That's what it boils down to. Our faith saves us. Our faith protects us. Our faith provides for us. Our faith overcomes. Our faith heals. Shall I go on? No. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in my life. I would have given up. I would have walked away. I would have thrown in the towel as a result of the persecutions, the betrayals, the accusations, and all the garbage that the enemy threw at me from time to time. But I did not yield to all of that because I believed what did I believe? That I would see the goodness of the Lord in my life. And believe me, I've seen it. I have tasted it. And I'm experiencing it. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. This is my declaration. It's my motto. I am not moved by what I see. And sometimes I close my eyes and I'm not moved by what I, what I feel. 
I am only moved by what I believe. And then I state what I believe out loud. I pray that you will do the same. And as I meditated the other morning on Psalm 27, 13, I heard, this, I heard the Spirit of God say, Son, state what you believe. Declare it out loud. Let your enemies hear what you believe. Because belief is a choice and not a feeling. Amen. Father, I thank you for your precious word. I thank you for your precious promises. And I pray, Lord, that as I communicated that which you've laid on my heart, I pray that it will be taken to heart and it will be put into practice. I pray for those who are encouraged or for those who are discouraged today. Those who, in one area or another, are tired. They are exhausted. They're spiritually worn out. They're mentally worn out because of the constant battle and the pressure that they have been under. I pray that the spirits will be awakened today with the sound, Lord, of my voice, that they will rise up out of the ashes, out of the hopelessness, out of that disappointment, they will stand up on their feet like a mighty army and they will begin to state what they believe, that the word of the Lord is faithful, that God is faithful to his word and he will perform that which he promised. I pray that faith will arise, that hope will arise, that your people will be strengthened, Father, by your word and by your spirit. And they will engage the enemy and they will wrestle with him until they get to the other side, victorious, rejoicing with songs of praise in the mouth. In Jesus' precious and wonderful name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at Alpha Omega INT. .org.za